0: And we're off oh, to right. the races. Let's do this thing. Welcome okay, to the Comedy I'm, Couch. I'm Dennis Hensley. And I'm Tony Tripoli. We both have post-its full of stuff that we need to discuss, and, but it's quite uh, late, so I don't know how uh, we'll do I'm seething. Why are you so angry? Well, because we just I, know, watched...
1: I know one of the things that you're going to talk about, well, because uh, I saw you get the magazine. And yes. I, it's like... So the, just, the Sean Hayes article in The Avigate? Let's just get right to it, because well, i just... Well, I
0: knew it was coming out, because I ran into the editor, and he said that they had it, and I was like, oh, brother. And I read it, and it was just such a bummer. He was not only cranky about the gay stuff and defensive. He was cranky about everything. He was, like, cranky about what a grind it was to work on Will and Grace and how it was they so couldn't cra-
1: Creatively, it was so stifling, Dennis. It was like working in a factory. I just couldn't <laughs> believe it. And
0: and when He's somebody – And when somebody asked him, you know, do you still hang out with the rest of the cast? He was like, that was a super eye-rolly <sighs> question. Can you believe people ask that? I mean – the
1: nerve. Yeah. Oh, yeah, every single day. Yeah, we all live together in a big house. Like, like he is unbelievably for Someone off who doesn't want to be just Jack, you sure are snippy like him. Oh, fuck. He is. Um, I just, look, he, he don't is feel- so,
0: he comes off so horrible in that interview. And I heard from people associated with it at the magazine that it could have gone even worse if they'd wanted to. Like I felt like the writer kind of let him hang himself a little bit,
1: but really was careful not to try. Yeah, the writer didn't do it. No, the the writer writer said this is better.
0: Yes, I'm just going to let him talk, and we can um, figure it all out. But yeah, he came off horrible in it, and I've met him a number of times, and he's been friendly to me in different intervals. But the last time i saw him it was the guy that came off in the advocate that's how he was mm-hmm. like he, we were at a party and he had i think maybe had a few drinks i don't know and um he knows my writing and has been he liked my book or my initially when i first met him i met him before will and grace when he did billy's hollywood screen kiss and um he uh i saw him at this party and uh he goes, hey, what's going on? I said, you know, just trying to make stuff happen, writing and stuff. And he's like, well, you're you're so talented. And I said, well, thank you. We should work on something together. And he was like, yeah, but no gay shit. We want to make some money. <laughs> like mean, you expect just, him based but it's on like a
1: joke. If you sold some, if you told somebody he said that, they'd laugh because they wouldn't believe that he of all people would say that.
0: Well, you expect okay if, if given that he's been on that show. For that long, with that much money, and everyone knows and whatever, he must really have you – pre- you presume, oh, he might have some gay shit shame or whatever that is. And then when you see him, it comes right out the gate. He, you don't even have to dig. It's right there. What do you
1: mean he would have some gay he, – he is the gay guy that can hold his head the highest because he knows straight people love him. Love him. He has none of the downside of – Oh faggot! There's no, there's no. Then why isn't he happier? He well, that's, is that's miserable. My beef. That is my beef. He is miserable. A and you gay see it guy, coming in
0: there. Like that's what was coming at me. A normal like, gay
1: guy has to at least wonder if, you know, you don't know when you see someone looking at you kind of sideways if it's just that they're reading your T-shirt or they're really like bothered by your. You walked in light in the loafers or something. I don't know. Or did they? You know what I'm saying? Like you. And, but do you, do you? And he. When you're famous. Famous trumps everything. I mean, you know, people are probably pretty nice to O.J. 99% of the time. I think it's pretty rare that people really yell murderer at him. Right. But, like, Sean Hayes is famous first. No straight homophobe is going to be like, hey, you're that queer. No, because you're that queer from TV and that trumps everything. I still want to get my picture made with you. Right. Like, so, there's just, it's like none of the downside. And I understand that from a actor point of view, there was that moment where it's like, well, we need to pre- protect his castability. But at a certain point, he was no longer – I don't care how many Bud Light commercials he did where he was the guy with the boyfriend – the guy with a girlfriend. That was 30 seconds. And yeah. that, that was before nine years of Will and Grace. And so you're never going to play the boyfriend to the girl in the beer commercial again. And you know what? You don't need those jobs. Right.
0: Right. No, of course. But do you think that straight people like him? Yes. Do you think straight people in the business like him? Because I think he would have worked more if people wanted to be around him. I think people picked up on his crazy shit. And the, the attitude that came off in that – and the reason Neil Patrick Harris does – seems to be doing pretty well. Granted, right. it's a different time. Everyone's different. But I think people want to be around him. Yeah. I think people want him to come in, and they enjoy him, and he seems cool, and they make him feel well, good. He's never, I think people people let didn't want let anyone see with,
1: him get up, upset or uptight about anything. Right. He's they don't unflappable. Don't want deal, right. Whereas and, Sean Hayes' whole deal is this cranky, tightly yeah. wound. Aah. Yeah, what
0: do we, okay, you, there's an elephant in the room. Do, what do you need, does it eat peanuts? I mean, do we need to get peanuts? So and, strange. And it's kind of like with Rupert Everett. Like, they, they thought that the big problem was they came out and people found out they were gay or thought they were gay and it ruined everything. And I think they were just cranky. Yeah. I think, I think their big problem they, they was came out themselves. They as an asshole. As an asshole. And that's what's the shocking thing about the article is that.
1: Quote after quote after quote, asshole, asshole, asshole. Yeah, if you haven't read it, you've got to read it. It's all yeah. over the internet. You don't even have to buy the magazine or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, it, it's really, you know, oh, I mean. Such a bummer. I, it, I was heartbroken when the show was on and he wouldn't come out. Right. Because, again, because this is the most beloved gay in America during the time right. that that show was on. And, you know, all these straight yahoos loved that character and right. it was a real, because of their affection for that television character, I believe they were nicer to the queer teller at the bank or the guy behind the counter in the flower shop right. who was. Because, you know, I just think when you know someone who is yeah. of any ethnicity or any minority, you're then, you extend a certain more, you know, a certain additional kindness when you encounter yeah. those people in other parts of your life. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean?
0: I'm absolutely sure that the show and the characters did did that.
1: And yet he never – I just don't think he had anything to lose. And when he was like, well, yeah, and then you come out, and then it's like, what, am I supposed to be in a float? Like, when is it enough? I love really? that he goes,
0: yeah, what do you want to be on a float? You don't have to do that. You, it's you not have, one or the other. Right. There's you don't have to d-
1: be on a postage stamp. It's not a slippery slope. It's, it's not. not. <laughs> you can you can tell yeah. the truth and still not be expected – yes, we understand you still have yeah. a busy schedule. We don't expect you to be at every gay party. Right. But it would have been kind of cool if you'd
0: have done a few of them. Yeah. Why not? Because if you by not doing it, you're implying that there's something to be ashamed of. Yes. And I get it. Your career, casting, pigeonhole, we get all of that. But, but then at a certain you point, fuck you've, got you a, money. The, you've
1: got a bank full of fuck you money, a vault full of it. And that's supposed – the reason it's called fuck you money is because then you have the freedom right. to just live your life how you want to live it. Right. If you want to fucking buy an island and disappear – And I
0: would argue that it helps your career because people don't have to deal with a fucking elephant in the room, and it liberates you, and it opens you up. And and,
1: they're getting the feeling that you're only working because you really actually are excited about this thing. You're not taking gigs for the money.
0: Yeah. it was So so, this must
1: be something you really are passionate about.
0: We have a mutual friend who knows uh, Sean who does the mismatch game with us. And I remember once asking him, I said, has Sean ever come to see you do the mismatch game? And he goes, oh, no, he'd never come here. It's at the Gay Lensman Lesbian Center. Like, he wouldn't even come.
1: And yet he's seen me do stand-up at Akbar two or three times. Yeah. And that's a gay bar. Now, he's in there, I'm not even kidding, jacket, collar up, baseball cap, all the way down. Right. Full stubble. So but he was they, definitely, like, being incognito. Yeah. The but,
0: level of sort of self-involvement and narcissism and like everything thinking about me and yeah. not, not realizing how can you imagine play to other people? if Sean
1: Hayes had ever gone to the Gay yeah. and Lesbian Center, it would have been on the cover of the LA Times. Yeah, just, like uh, no, dude, everyone already thinks you're hanging out at the Gay and Lesbian Center all the time. Right,
0: show up for your fucking friends once in a while. Whatever. It anyway, so yeah, it was a bummer amazing. to read, a bummer, 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 but. <sighs> And I can't imagine it did him an ounce of good in any way. Like, I don't
1: know why he did it. I don't either. Now you're doing a Broadway show where you're playing a straight person. Yeah. Like the timing, it's so it's so weird. It's so weird. He's but done these his last two movies. He's been like the gay fussy assistant. Yeah. Whether or not the I character him, actually he said shit he was about gay, the but list too. But you know what I mean. Like in the bucket list, he was certainly the implication was that he was a fussy gay. Now he may have been playing the role as a straight man. Yeah. But the version I saw, I thought he was a gay guy. Right right i mean there was a hint of mint there right? were, i didn't see that i can see no that i don't movie. see movies i see trailers of you movies saw the trailer and i can and judge them just the same and it saves us a whole lot of time but
0: yeah he, it's a bummer Ugh, gross yeah. but anyways. so should we talk
1: about the thing we just watched
0: yeah speaking of assholes on television we just watched a show
1: called high society it just finished its debut right here on the cw and folks this is must TiVo television your Tivo will really say please no, please don't make me. But
0: it'll corrupt your Tivo cuz I, you know, I I the running joke is you get the biggest asshole you could find in any given field and give him a show. Oh, I found the biggest asshole interior decorator. Right. Well, great. bravo I got the biggest Bravo built a network on yeah, it. Yeah, if I can get the biggest asshole Redheaded publicist. I I've, oh. I've been pitching this movie idea where one of the characters is a reality show producer and there's a scene set at a Christmas party or a holiday party that is just full of assholes. Yeah. It's all of them at once, trying to ass out, out asshole each other. Wow. Yeah, and there's a redheaded comedian in one room. You think giving a dressing down to her gays? Going, no. you know what? I could get some other gays in here so fucking fast. That your head's happened. Spin. It's fiction. Yeah. It's but, fiction. And then they close the door. It's just you, a one shot. Out moment. of the
1: mind of Dennis Hensley. Right,
0: but I do love the idea of just a, <laughs> a Memorial Day party full of every asshole trying to, you know, throw drinks yeah. and you know, the poor bar. It's like
1: the really big chill. <laughs> yeah. It's It's like, like, woo! it's fucking freezing. So anyway, the high
0: society assholes are just incredible. You know, this one chick wants to kick it up a notch, and she likes using
1: the N-word. She, in her opening (laughs) interview, says the the following two sentences back to back with no irony at all. Yeah. Uh, Most of my friends tend to be not homosexuals, (laughs) fat, Jewish, or black. I sometimes use the N-word, and I think that that should be okay my dream is to work for the united nations yeah. i swear to god that's her opening quote horrible like right she's out of the got game.
0: houses all over the place yeah like, a lot of
1: houses there are all uh, these socialites that look like they're in their 40s yeah. but i guess they're in their 20s and they're just drinking gray goose for breakfast and yeah. they're all so thin but yet all they do is drink and doesn't that make you fat i don't understand it's like
0: and the one I resent them the most is when I see the credits and they get the glam makeup and the photo shoot and the thing. I don't think they should be able to have a day where they go to the white studio and do the opening credits shot. Theirs
1: credits are shot on like the Brooklyn Bridge. Like yeah. they, I imagine they just shut shut down the entire bridge yes. one night, and so that they can go and have do their, glamour their opening day. credit B roll. I, I know that. it's horrifying. It's, not fair. it's a, but it's a hilarious yeah. show because of their. Prickitude and people should watch it. There's another show people need to watch right now, which is what this is. We're just giving a lot of what to read, what to watch. I know exactly. The comedy couch. There's a show on TLC called the Miss Turkey Trot and Miss Drumsticks Pageant. Is it that's, a one-of or is it a actual series? Title. It is a one-of. Okay. But here's Did the thing. Did we catch
0: it because of our pageant? You, no,
1: I watched it at work for okay. work. Okay, And I got an advance copy. It actually uh, preview, it debuted, I think, Wednesday night tonight. Wow. But, um, it's on TLC. It's the same people that do Toddlers and Tiaras. Okay. And only these girls are like 18, 19, 20. And it takes place in a town called Yellville, Arkansas. All right. Yellville. And they do. It's like a town of like 300 people that just yell. And they do this turkey trot festival every year where they have a uh, turkey calling. Right. And then they have funnel cakes. And mm, then they drop live turkeys out of an airplane. But turkeys don't fly. Oh, shit. Are they landing on people and stuff? Yeah. They, they claim that the turkeys can soar, but they're like thud, the thud, thud to the ground. Jesus. And the mayor says, I'm the mayor of this town. turkey trot is our christmas like that's just a quote like it is so waiting for it's okay and
0: i can use the n-word and it's okay you can't can't even believe how waiting for guffman it is yeah
1: and then there's the girl that just like in waiting for guffman there's the girl that says i know what it's like to be you know this is the first time i'm ever going to see my ancestors the actual blaine fabin yeah uh, portrayed on stage uh it is a lot of pressure being a fabin i certainly know how the kennedys feel right Right. you know that girl well this one girl says my mother was mr drumsticks 1977 and I do feel a lot of pressure to carry on the, the family name. Like, And Miss Drumsticks, the, they do the Miss Turkey Trot pageant, which is like evening gown interview. Yes. Then Miss Drumsticks is a separate pageant that all the same girls compete in where they're in a bathing suit and high heels, but they hold a giant cardboard photo of a turkey that covers them from the waist up. So all you see is legs. So it's
0: about their gams.
1: It's just their drumsticks.
0: Wow. And it's and, funny is that this can get televised and Miss America is –
1: it literally has no deal. They've <laughs> lost no their deal, deal but Miss Drumsticks is on in prime time. So you've got to watch it. i can't, to, got I gotta to watch it. It is high fucking Larry's.
0: we got to TiVo it then. Did it, yeah. we miss it already, or well, is it going to be on again? Well, it's playing again. All right, good. Um, what else is on your post-it? Your comedy special starting this Sunday.
1: Boy, I mean – How are the
0: reservations?
1: Well, you know, people don't really commit, you yeah, know, no. in, in, in this town. They show and, up. Right, but I'm, I mean – Tons of people say they're coming. Good. And even some famous people Oh, like are who? claiming to come. Who's coming? Well, uh, Perez Hilton. Fantastic. Christopher Siebert. Fantastic. Is in he in town? He's in town doing a pilot. He's going to try to come depending on the pilot shooting guys. schedule. Um, uh, Johnny Weir Fantastic. might actually may actually be there. I don't think uh, he's going to come, but he might. I think he's cute. Uh, Christopher Rice. Fantastic. going to be there. Great. So, um, so yeah, Juliana Rancic. Says she wants to That's come. That's cool. Danielle Fischel is coming again oh, and, and bringing her boyfriend who couldn't come last time. I love night. it. Do you like Juliana? I do actually.
0: She seems nice. I just, that show's so dumb. The show is
1: horrible and she is insanely thin. I mean, she really is like a microphone. Like yeah. she's just this big round thing on this right. skinny. But I think it's weird how there was all this flap when she went on The View and she said that the doctors told her she had to gain five or ten pounds in order to help her chances of getting pregnant. Right. And Whoopi the next day when she wasn't on the set anymore, Whoopi threw a big fit about it. Like just, just eat a damn sandwich, girl. What do you care? To and really put it on her when it's no secret that E wants those girls stick thin, stick right. thin. Right. And you know they will fucking replace. They will replace you at E with a girl that's 15 years younger and 15 pounds lighter. In a heartbeat. Right. Like, so it's really, I kind of don't fault her for getting that kind of thing to keep her job. I mean, right. she has to stand next to Ryan Seacrest every day on E! News. Yeah. And he's teensy. Yeah.
0: So. I, well, you know, well, you know, just by looking at her, that she's somebody that's done whatever she's fucking had to right. do to get to be that it's size. It's crazy. So the idea of just eating a hamburger is.
1: It's crazy, I grant yeah. you, but. There is – it's not random craziness. No. It at least has
0: – Yeah, know. it's not her fault. She's, yeah. She's, she's played the game, and now she's like, I'm supposed to eat a hamburger. Speaking of eating a hamburger, the Oscars were on the other night. And I want to – I would love to do a thing like on the dish or whatever where you do the red carpet footage mm-hmm. and you see Sandra Bullock talking to Ryan Seacrest and just her her thought bubble is like a piece of strawberry shortcake. And well, I want to
1: actually have a hot buffet. Yeah. And every time the stars come over, just open those big yeah. – what do they call those dishes with the Bunsen burner underneath or the – Like a casserole can- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then just let waft like fried <laughs> yeah. chicken at them while they're doing the interview and just watch them like totally lose right. control.
0: Because it's literally like looking at the – Like you you have Ryan
1: Seacrest literally eating a giant deep dish pepperoni pizza while he's saying, so –
0: Yeah. You almost expect to hear the voiceover of of like, these sweet-faced women have not had a solid meal in six weeks. What can you do to help? For the 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 price of a cup of coffee, you can give Renee Zellweger a McRib. Mm. And stop seeing
1: her ribs.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah.
1: What are you doing? How can you help? We um the Oscars. I thought the Oscars were uh, oh Adam Shankman might be coming to my show. By oh, the way.
0: fantastic!
1: Um, and now I'm about to say I thought the Oscars were hugely disappointing.
0: They were off. Um, I thought they were. I thought that like technically
1: the yeah the pacing and the cameras never felt like were they were in the, the right place, place. They and... were doing audience shots and the house lights weren't up. Yeah, I, I didn't like. It was... the, I thought the dance number was probably much better in person than it was on TV, but. Yeah, I know. like
0: dance numbers, but I thought that one was whatever. I
1: loved um, Oh look, there's damn there's damn yeah, Helen Mirren. Yeah, that's a good that one. That was a really good joke. And I liked the Nazi memorabilia yeah. joke. Um, and then that's kind of it.
0: I love Steve Martin and Alec Baldwin, but I didn't love their interplay felt very scripted and very like Yeah, it whatever. started out
1: of kind of out of the blue. Like they should have been building that up in the commercials that they were gonna be yeah. bickery or something, because it was sort of like here comes, you know, Neil Patrick Harris doing this, his umpteenth great yeah, opening number, but it was totally s- random and unfulfilling. I And I Even love him, but I thought, I give Girls it a rest. Fun. Yeah, it was weird. We,
0: we wanted to see Steve Martin and Alec Baldwin. Now, like, did
1: you hear that that was supposed to be Martin Short, and he canceled, like, the day before or something? No, is that true? And Doogie jumped in and saved the day. I don't know if it's true or not, but I have heard that from a couple of places. That might be true. It was
0: kind of fun. I mean, I always liked seeing him, but I felt like... We've already got two hosts. Get we want yeah. get, to get
1: to them. Why can't? Why didn't they? weren't they in the? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'm with you.
1: But I, so I thought it was a snooze, and yeah. um, I did that. I loved Kathy Ireland on that red carpet pre show with her, her she rogue like left the, arm, like that death just moves. becomes her.
0: Like she'd fallen down yeah. the stairs and death becomes and her. And her head had gotten twisted all the way around. It was like, what
1: was going on? Yeah, and Miley Cyrus's horrible
0: posture too.
1: Horrible. I know, and I really don't hate Miley. Yeah, but. Phew, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. That was that was tough. But what else? That's not the, the Oscars. It already feels well. Like I have old to moves. talk.
0: I have to tell my mortifying story from Monday night. That was a doozy. It's
1: not a doozy, Dennis.
0: No, it's a good story though. You don't
1: think it's a doozy? Talk? I think it's a good story. It's you not don't a doozy. really. It's not even close to being a doozy. Yeah, it's not as mortifying. Well, let's let the it's audience. It's the best decide.
0: thing I've got. I don't <laughs> have bread loafs.
1: I'm just – I'm saying it's a great story. Okay. It's just not – it's not a doozy. It's not, it's oh, not, my God, I can't believe I embarrassed myself so enormously. It's not. Real. You didn't shit your more. pants, Dennis. No, And You can't I build I do a that. show
0: around this story. All right. That's true. Yeah. All right. So uh, Monday night was the finale of the Village Variety Pack. Yes, it was. And Tony performed, and it was fun. This, uh, we're bringing it back in a month, but anyway, we're trying <laughs> yeah. to pretend it's a season finale. And um, – so when my co-host, Michael Anthony, and I go out in between acts, sometimes we talk about whatever. And we try not to script too much. We just say, I'm going to ask you this or I'm going to ask you that and whatever. We'll, we try to just be spontaneous. And um, he wanted to say, so let's talk about what we're excited about in the future. And I'm like, fuck. I don't know. Yeah. Shopping for nooses? I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing. And I said, oh, I know. I, I, I shot a short film and we're editing it and, and hopefully it'll be in the, um, in the film festivals. And I'm really looking forward to that. It'll be fun. And he goes, All right, Are you gonna tell the story about the email? And I was like, All right, I'll tell the story about the email. So after the two day shoot for my short film, the next day I woke up, I think we talked about this on the podcast, so hungover and like infatuated and kind of in love with everybody yeah, it was and a nice really time. really in love with the actors and like it was like being in love. It was like a drug and that's like, great. yeah. And if I, you know, I saw an email from somebody and I was like, oh, my God, or whatever. So and I was particularly had this feeling about the actor, Jamie, who played the lead, Andrew, because he's just really winning in it and cute. And that's a story that happened to me. So he's sort of playing me and we're working together on it. I don't know. I can, now, is I, he
1: tidy whities? Yeah. OK.
0: He wore tidy whiteies.
1: He's and, the tidy whiteies. They had to get wet or something. No, weren't they in tidy whiteies with the garden hose? The garden
0: hose is not tidy whiteies. The garden hose is bike. Well, that's hose. your first They've mistake. done biking. So no, I, that's my whole <laughs> fetish. I'm all about that. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, oops, kind of wear bike shorts, I guess, guys. No, so I'm all about that. I'm into it. So anyways, um, so I did this thing where I um, sent out an email that went like, hey, everybody. Uh, I've got a free screening of Shutter Island on Sunday night. If anyone wants to go, uh, first person to email me back gets to the ticket, right? And I made it sound like it was a mass email sent out to a big group of people, but I only sent it to one person, hmm. uh, Jamie. So I tell this story on the stage. Because
1: it's, a, it's, it's a, a, cute that's study. a cute story. And, and it's, it's so, a good tip if you ever want to do yes. a good tip. I would totally that's a do that.
0: That's a good tip, right? And he emailed me back, and he said, I've already seen it, but I'm curious to hear what you think. Whatever. So, anyway, it was a cute story, harmless, and now on with the rest of the Village Variety Pack. Ladies and gentlemen, Tony Tripoli, whatever. So, the show's over, goes pretty good. I go out into the lobby, and I'm like saying hi to people, and fuck, Jamie's there. Shit, he heard it all. He was there. Oh, fuck. And I just, like, my head goes bright red. I get red thinking about it. Yeah. Like, I had no idea he was coming or would be there. And. I told that whole story, and I'm like, "Oh fuck!" So I kind of act like nothing happened. I give him a big hug and say, "Thank you for coming." And he's like, "I enjoyed the show; it was really fun." And I'm thinking, "What the fuck is?" I, I, I was just like beyond. I didn't know. I know what
1: to do. And we literally had to pull you aside and go. It was like the share snap out of it moment where we all like had to physically almost slap you and say, "I literally." I remember saying, "Dennis, yeah, take a deep breath." Right. Like, cause you were like, so but Tony, like, you're you very were, like,
0: bold when it comes to expressing yeah, who yeah. you're attracted to. So you, you'll go walk up to anybody and do yes. anything. You're very bold that way. Um, so this just felt weird and also a little inappropriate cause he was an actor and I like a little creepy that way or whatever. And so, but there he was. And, um, so I, he goes, um, he go he said some nice things about the show and, and then he goes, so is anything happening now? And I was like, um, some of us might go out and grab a bite if you want to hang out and you want to go. And he's like, Yeah, that'd be cool. Well he
1: had already waited a long time at this point. Really? Because I came out I, as soon as I could. Right. But, but he You waited. didn't get to him for a really long time. Really? I saw him standing in the hallway looking at all the posters. Really? From the shows so he was there the for a while? He waited like twenty was minutes. Was he with a friend? He was alone. Okay, because I, don't I saw think him he in was that hallway. with a
0: friend either, unless he sat with somebody that they had left. Right. So there was nobody there. Um so I was like, yeah, you can go eat with us at the Waffle or whatever. And so I grabbed my fl- friend Glenn, who knows Jamie because he worked on the shoot, and he was there, and he heard me say that thing. And I was like, go talk to Jamie. I have to go get my stuff and clean up, but just go talk to him because I'm fucking freaking out. I can't believe you he heard that. So I'm like, go talk to him. So I go and clean the backstage. My head's bright red. You're literally going still... to
1: throw your neck out. You're so tense. I know. Even that's kind of this why story.
0: I, I just lost – my mind <laughs> it's terrible can, i got up there and said all that stuff it yeah. there wasn't that much
1: stuff though it really yeah wasn't. and then i was
0: replaying it in my head and so just mortified and so we came out and uh we were we we're gonna go to the waffle me and glenn and uh jamie and alonzo so uh jamie and i park on the side so we're gonna walk in together and glenn and alonzo are already there so i walk over to him in the car and i say uh, by his car and i say i am so embarrassed i am so embarrassed and mortified and i didn't know you were going to be there and i just feel very embarrassed or whatever and he goes hey it's no big deal it's fine don't even worry about it he goes i didn't know if you knew i was there and it was kind of a joke or if you were and i said i didn't know you were there and he goes well it's not i'm very flattered and whatever and i was like well i'm glad because i'm fine. oh and then we went inside and and we all ate dinner and it was really fun and i dig him he's smart and he's very um like when it comes to like pop culture and stuff like that he's really like thinks about things in a deep way like he was very fascinated with alonso being a critic and talking to him about you know there was this thing that he read about ABBA that was really in-depth analyzing what about ABBA is amazing, and you should read it, it's by this author. Oh, wow. and, okay. Like, he's really bright, I, and he ordered onion rings <laughs> and a regular Coke. Wow. You know, because, like, normally it's like, mm, I can't really eat. It's after 6 p.m. Sure. So, anyway... And then after after the dinner, I walked back out with him to his car and I said, you know, again, I'm really embarrassed about earlier. I hope you're cool with that. And he was like, Yeah. And I said, you know, I said there was just something really powerful about that whole oh, and he goes he goes, Well, I didn't know if you sent that email. I didn't know if you're you'd sent it to, to John or Jesse. Jesse was the DP that I'm also in love with, and John is the other actor who I'm also in love with. And I said, mm, I didn't send it to them. And um And then uh, I said, well, there was just something about that experience where I couldn't have done what I was doing without you, and you couldn't have done what you were doing without me, and there was something really palpable about the whole experience for me, and and he said, well, I kind of felt like I wanted to to keep going, because I – Really, I could tell it meant a lot to him. You know, because if you're yeah. like you know you know this, it's There's, fun
1: to be working on an, on a set.
0: Yes, and if you're at somebody who really believes you're talented and is talented and struggles and struggles and yeah. struggles, yeah. And somebody says, "I see it in you here." Yeah, that must feel amazing.
1: Well, and I think to have a writer say, "I want you to play me. I you want get you to it. tell this story that's my life." Right. That I think is is a right. really huge compliment as an so, actor and. Yeah. And when your direction is yes, it's exactly right. right. Keep doing more of that, you know. Right.
0: So that's where we left it. I'm going to, uh, you know, I'll edit. I'm going to be editing and see him when I see him or maybe reach out in some way or whatever. But I'm, I, I uh.
1: Well, so what do you think? The I mean, do you think there's going to be like a date and a making out? I don't, out know. And I don't know.
0: I, I'm very interested in him. I like find him interesting and I obviously have this draw to him because of the movie and all that stuff and I think he's smart and fun and I'd like to get to know him better so we'll see I don't want to do anything creepy and but I don't want to make t- out with him oh my god yes okay but um, but um I was talking to Guy Shalem the next day my friend Guy and and uh, I told him the whole story and I, my f- head turned red and I gotta get over the fact like there's this part of me that believes he could not possibly be interested in me couldn't possibly
1: well what Why? does that
0: do no, I know, but where does that come from? I'm just being honest. Because I well, I'm, I, I need to go, well, gosh, I'm kind of a catch. I'm like yeah, this accomplished are. person who's smart sure. and funny and did this thing, and why wouldn't he be interested in me because I don't have a hot body? That's where yeah. I go to.
1: Well, it's that thing where in order to not be the asshole egomaniac L.A. guy, right? we reflexively – Go to this place of being self-deprecating, right? And it's yeah. I think that this it doesn't work so good for us a right. lot of the time. Yeah, cause um, I get rejected you all the more time more than I do.
0: I get rejected all the time.
1: Well, and so I don't. I mean, you, when you say you get rejected all the time, a lot of those times, the person that ultimately. Made you feel rejected? Didn't know they were in a situation where there was any potential for anyone to be rejected. And then, do you know what I'm saying? Like, like you, you think I'm not clear enough about? Yeah, in your in your past, there's a lot of that examples. That if I'd been clearer, they would have been into me. Know, no, no, that, that that it's one thing to say to someone, "Hey, we should go out on a date sometime," and have them be like, mm, "I don't really, you know," and we'll sort of weasel out of it. That's a, that's a, like, a two rejection. Right. Then when you go on a date with someone and they didn't know it was a date, they thought we were just buds hanging out, and then you inform them that it was in fact a date, and then they express that they weren't really wanting it to be a date. Right. Now that rejection is like a five instead of a two. Right. So it, that's, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Like That so... When you say to yourself, "Oh, I've just been rejected so many times," right? A lot of those times wouldn't have been so significant to you. A lot of the, a lot of the way they, those situations were gotten into factored Word. into it. Yeah, which I don't say in like a blameful way. It's right. just we all have our sort of patterns that we do. Right. But I think the end that, result is
0: the same. They don't want to fucking well, kiss me.
1: But I have other friends. Who say, you know, yeah, I don't want to be like, I don't want to make it too like, clear. Like, I just want to go out. I just want to spend time with you. And then, find, and it's like, no, you don't want to, you don't want it to be murky. Murky right. is the worst thing out of the gate. Right. You want things to be, here's the thing. I saw you tonight at this party. I think you're totally hot and I want to make out with you. So right. we should go to a movie or sometime, some, something, hang out and see if Right. we still want to fucking make out. Right. And then the person can be like, wow. Well, that's you that's can take for granted
0: or... that they want to make out. I can't take that for granted.
1: No, no one can take that for granted. I think some people can take it more for
0: granted. Like I cuz I always end up with the murky thing cuz people I don't know, there's just never that physical spark that's that's so on. I so I know they want to kiss me. I just don't know if they want to go out and d- date with me or they just want to hook up or whatever. I don't that's not my thing. Well, I don't have those experiences.
1: But if, you get, if you're getting the vibe that someone wants to kiss you. Which I don't get very much. But regardless of whether they want to kiss you just tonight or right. maybe a long time. That's, that's the spark. Right. That's the thing. Right. And then you go, you know, since we, we have the spark, well, right. you want to kiss me and I want to kiss you. But if you go a long
0: time without the spark, you try to create it places where it's not at. Hence the murky. Right, Hence but anytime
1: one person is trying to create something that isn't yeah. there for both people, it ain't. It's not going to work well. Right, clearly,
0: but you know, so, but so, yeah. So if you don't have the spark very much, you either wait it out or you try to try to stir something up. I don't know where we where we left this off. Where, where yeah. we were at. I don't know. But anyways, um, what's my point? My point is. Um, I'm gonna
1: kind of well, s- take get a to step talk back to him, and he, but he seemed like he was very handsome. He's very and nice. He seemed very nice in the brief moment that yeah, I was like, "Hey, I'm totally freaked by him," and you know. So we'll so, see. Yeah.
0: But I, you know, like there's this I was part totally of me that thinks Never out. in a million years, I had to would get he, the fuck out of there too. Yeah,
1: because I was having a complete like spiral because because I don't want to go and do stand up after another comic who's hotter than me and who's on the cover of a magazine.
0: Oh, Scott and Evans. That
1: fucking threw me. I was like, I had such a freaking panic attack in the back of that theater. I was like, I need a brown paper bag because I'm going to well, I'm I literally going to have a poop spot. Cuz
0: he had been booked a long time ago. Yeah. And I, that's why I called him and said, do your imitations, because I was trying to set the, the
1: show Right, and I had asked you, what's he going to do? And you were like, oh, we're just going to talk, and I think he's gonna, he does these... Informa- he's going to So I'm thinking it was an interview. No, he was never going to be an interview. And so, oh, man. So yeah, and I, was I was like, I, and sitting I knew, there in the back was, of the theater, like, having but, an ass clench. Oh, but whatever. you didn't need to be. And but he's not hotter than you. No, he's totally hotter than me. And he's on the cover of Instinct Magazine, and good for him. He seems like a very nice guy, and he's... Very very attractive, and he does great impressions. Yeah, and so there you go. Although I will say this, it was funny <laughs> talking to Michael, the twenty five year old, right? Um, came to the show, mm-hmm. and so afterwards he was like, "Oh, you know, he'd never seen me do stand up before. He'd seen clips, but he right. never actually seen me own the room, right? Whatever." um and it's like look this is a monday night at like 9 30 at night it's right. not gonna be a raucous you know what i mean it's gonna be ha, not like you know standing ovations and um and so you know I, it went fine and he was like um oh you know whatever you're he's michael is such a fucking sweetheart so he was like very, oh i'm so proud of you whatever and um and he was like what's wrong and i was like ah, i'm just freaking out you know and so then I finally was like, yeah, it's really weird. It was, I was sort of thrown for a loop, and I felt really kind of surprised by that. And, and I was really, it like, it's just funny. You know, your performers are very fragile. when You know what I mean? Like, as much as you may have done that same 10-minute set, and you know it's funny, suddenly something happens before you go on, and now you don't feel attractive or funny or worthy or whatever you know, what I'm saying and then you like that's 90% of it is just having right. the balls to say the shit you're gonna say on stage like you can't right. be a timid comic right it's just it kills it and so um and especially so much of like my what I'm doing is kind of being like whoa yeah that's right I said it you right
0: know? yeah no I was sitting backstage going holy shit
1: and um he's doing
0: his AIDS chunk yeah okay
1: and at the game that's the main and center and um so anyway, but what the point of the story was that I thought it was funny that the 25-year-old was like, I guess those impressions are good, but I didn't know who any of those people were. Right. <laughs> She's just some old lady so to me. he didn't know who Liza Minnelli was yeah. or Judy Garland. Yeah. Or he just didn't get it. So he was like, I get it. I'm sure he's really good, but <laughs> it was so funny. And you right. know, Michael doesn't have a mean bone in his body. He would never right. say, I didn't think that I was good. He was like, I'm sure he's really, really Sounds just like those people. I just don't know who any of those I people just are. I don't know.
0: He doesn't know from Carol Channing. I know. That's pretty funny. And I was like, funny. "Oh, sweetheart, that's what I needed to hear." But, uh, but yeah, I'm glad that we're going to take a break and not do a show for like a month because it comes up a lot. And I feel like I'm doing a lot of little things that don't pay the rent, and I need to be focusing on something that's going to change the game. So, there's that.
1: I was at the ninety nine cent store. The ninety nine cent store this morning. Right. And, uh, because I did the Frank Caro show right. at eight o'clock this morning and I love Frank and I love Doria uh, and, and, and the listeners are so great. And you know, it's Tori in DC's birthday today. Oh really? How exciting. And, uh, she's a podcast listener and she's good over there and people are so nice and they send such nice emails. And now that I'm on Facebook, people are Facebooking, oh, we're doing right. Frank, whatever. Um, so afterwards I stopped at the 99 cent store cause I had to get some stuff for the, uh, for the show this you know Tony triple A I shit my pants starting this weekend and there was I'd never been in this 99 cent store that's on mm-hmm. Wilshire over here at Wilshire in Fairfax and it's you know really big and I'm in there and it's a lot of like various ethnic people it's very it's a small world mm-hmm. and but it, the layout of this 99 cent store is different like it's like there's one aisle too many so the spaces between all the aisles are narrower than they normally are and you right. can't pass anyone's cart it's like single file and people were like I need to pass, and it was all these accents trying to say, excuse me, please, and everyone it was, was like basically crash, trying to say, excuse basically. me. Yes, but it was like the African lady and then the old Jewish lady both trying to say, oh, excuse me, like it was fucking, it was weird and crazy, and I thought it was kind of funny. So I had bought some water and some whatever stuff I was buying, and there was a woman behind me who was a black lady with a big floppy sun hat on, and then she had a boom box in the like baby seat of her cart Mm -hmm. you know where the where we put a child Mm -hmm. and she's just playing music with her boombox because you know we all want to hear it and it doesn't matter that there's already music playing in the 99 cent store she had her music sure and i love getting to listen to two songs at the same time that puts me in a really good mood right so everyone's kind of looking at her and then this russian lady comes over who i think is going to be like hey can you turn off the fucking music it's kind of weird and rude and but she doesn't. She goes, what aisle was that on? And she's pointing at the boom box. But the crazy black lady thinks she's pointing at whatever item was next to it. So she's like, oh, it's one aisle over on the end. And the woman's like, I can't see it on the end. And she goes, I'm pointing right at them, lady. They're right there. And now the black lady is getting perturbed that the Russian lady can't see where the f- items are. But right. they're both talking about two different items. Yeah. So then the woman – the the Russian lady goes to touch the boom box to say, no, no, I mean this. And she reaches and the woman goes, hey, hey, don't touch that. And so now everyone's looking because now it's wow. there's going to be a ruckus. And the, the Russian woman goes, no, no, where did you get this music box? And she goes, oh, no, they don't sell that at the 99 cent store. What's wrong with you? And so now the Russian woman's very embarrassed because she feels like she's been called out for being stupid. And, you right. know, you never know what they're going to have at the 99 cent store whatever. And so now she's embarrassed the old Russian lady, who, by the way, is wearing a no-hate button, which I oh, love, that's right? That's cool. And so immediately I'm on her side. And she um, – now the black lady goes, will you watch my cart for a second? I want to run and get one more thing. To the same Russian lady who she was like, don't touch my stuff. So it's very willy nilly with her personal rules. Yeah. So she leaves and she goes one aisle over and she's looking through the the fake silk flowers. Yeah. Which nobody should buy at any price. That's my opinion. So I'm now getting my stuff rung up, and because I've now it's going through the conveyor belt, the old Russian lady who is now babysitting this black lady's cart, and the black lady's gone. She doesn't know what to do, so she starts picking items up and putting them on the conveyor belt. To help because there's a, there's only one register open and there's a really long line. The black lady comes flying around the, the um, corner and goes, don't touch my stuff. Why you got to be touching my stuff? That's horrible. I'm not – I can't buy that stuff now. I can't buy it. And I turn to her and kind of give a dirty look and maybe I made a ah, sound. Like it right. was just like enough crazy things. And she goes – and she looks at me, and now we're making. And you know, when a crazy person makes eye contact with you, there's yeah, that it's, chill. Yeah, it's it's awesome. like, Drag Me to Hell. When the old lady looked at her, and the woman, yeah, yeah. it was like, you know, the ghost, like she gave me a button, and now it's in me or something. Right. So I was like, Oh God, we locked eyes. And she was like, I mean, right? That makes sense, right? Like, I can't buy this stuff after she touched it. And so I go, No, that doesn't make sense. And she goes, Well, H1N1, honey. I can't be buying this stuff, and it wasn't like she was buying produce; like she right. was it's buying just like a
0: box of stuff,
1: alcohol, and band aids and stuff. Yeah. And she goes, "You know, I don't want to. That would make me a sick person if I buy all her stuff." And I go, "No, not buying that stuff because she touched it would make you a crazy person." Oh, good. And then the black man who was behind the old Russian lady goes, "That was a good one, brother," and puts his hand up in the air yeah. and wants to high five me over. <laughs> The old black lady, the old Jewish lady, yes. and the old black lady, and I'm not having any part of that. I'm not high fiving at the 99 Not a fist bump. So now, no, I'm bagging my shit as fast as I can at this point. So I just leave, and the woman is yelling every curse word at me as I leave through the door. And so I, I tried. I told her I thought she was crazy. And then I got the fuck out of Dodge. So how was the Russian lady holding up? I, I don't know. She, she probably is. I'm a terrible person. I should have stayed to defend the old Russian lady with the yeah. no hate button. But, but no, I, had to get I get to it. You had to get out of there. Yeah.
0: That's crazy a crazy scene. That's a weird story.
1: I know. What else you got on your post-it? Um, uh, it's Girl Scout cookie time. I know. I have eaten two boxes of Thin Mints over the past week. That's good. They're delicious. That's not good. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, Me. All right. I mean, they're good. You should eat them. Well, they're delicious. And, There's that. They're but thin.
0: I never used to like minty things, and now I do.
1: I love the thin mint cookies. They're the, my favorite Girl Scout cookie, yeah. and I really don't like it when people put them in the freezer. That's bullshit. Remember that time
0: you went to the 99 cent store and got the fake thin mint? Those
1: I like even better than do, the real. Do they Girl still Scout make them, cookies. or was that just a? They're only in time. Christmas time. Oh, they're Christmas time cookies because they have peppermint in them. I know, they're, but they're like the fake thin mint, and they're only 99 cents a box. Wow. And the Girl Scouts are getting $4 a box now.
0: The Girl Scouts are making out like bandits. Yeah. I got Maybe I could be a Girl Scout. That <laughs> right? could do it. Um, what else? I had a weird neck thing last week, and then it turned into a weird anxiety thing li- this week. So <laughs> I'm kind of not – I'm a little um, out of sorts. I'm looking in that drug cabinet going, what can help this? And <laughs> Just fucking f- – I just am so tired of being afraid all the time. I'm afraid all the time. For my future.
1: Well, afraid... That I'm not going to make it. Is it like Boogeyman?
0: No, that I'm not going to ever have a job that pays enough to get by on.
1: Well, and that is, and you're basing that on... The last two years. Well, because Big Gay Sketch Show was a good job. Yeah,
0: that lasted... But it was three months. Yeah, two ten weeks. And maybe I'll get something else like that again. But no, it's, you know, it's I'm not the only one going through it, but it is, yeah. you know... Like, uh, you know, I feel like I'm fighting for my life every single day. And seen, wow. but I know, right? So it's taking some weird physical toll on me.
1: Well, if if you actually have the awareness, yes, that it is your emotional anxiety that is manifesting itself in a physical way, yes that i mean it's both good and bad well but, i'm not having full tilt anxiety
0: attacks but i'm like
1: but i'm saying given right your down. history having already had a neck surgery yes. which was due to an actual injury right every time your neck hurts you're always going to go oh shit is this that again is this another one of those
0: well i did that in the fall and then so, i got it checked out and i found out it wasn't so now, now i don't knowing think that I'm, it's
1: just I don't want to say self-created, but that it's no, that it's, it's the th- yeah, that emotions that you're feeling. It's not, that it's not feeling. a pinched nerve or
0: anything. Yeah. Right. Um, that's um, yeah, then I don't think, oh fuck, I'm headed for surgery. Right. But because I also think I how think am I going to get spiral. through this night? How I am I going to get through this the spiral is fucking night?
1: the dangerous part. Yeah. Right? It's the when one thing one bad thought leads to the other bad right. and then suddenly it it loses it picks up you know like tropical storms, it picks yeah, up energy sure. and it becomes this huge thing. Yeah. Sure. And um, that's, I think it's, you know, trying to nip that in the bud when, right. you know, every day there will be disappointments and hurts and fears right. and all that stuff. And it's just about, I guess, learning how to manage them yeah. and not let them
0: become. Well, this is the only year where I just felt like life and death. It feels like life and death, like uh, fighting. I feel like I'm fighting for my life every day. But when I'm not feeling that way anymore, I will be stronger and grateful.
1: <laughs> or, or you'll be dead. Or
0: dead. Those are the three. <laughs> and then there'll choices. be no more podcasts. Right. 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 Um. Wow. So, there's, there's that. so um. So but that's why I've got some weird physical stuff happening. But I hope it's on the way out. And I will tell you this: I went to work with my editor Jim today, and he had done his first cut of the movie, and. I gave him some directives, and he has the script and some ideas, and, but I sort of said, do your thing. Just right, work he's it. talented. Do your thing, and um, it works. It's going to work, and I'm in love with it. Oh, i so glad. I, Jim did an amazing job, and um, he told me something today, and um, he had gotten to do his first feature, Um in the summer in santa fe and it was like this horror movie and he had a bad feeling about it going in and it ended up being a nightmare Mm -hmm. because of the personalities involved it was horrible and it really messed him up for for a while on all of that stuff and he told me today honestly he said when it came time to edit this he felt a little paralyzed like he didn't know what to do or and he put it off for a day and like he was a little freaked out about it because he he realized how burned he had been by that last experience mm-hmm. and his confidence or whatever editing all of that stuff and so he um said that he finally just said you know what just do two pages pick whatever you think is just dive in and do it because and he did and he got on a roll and got his mojo back and like you know started kicking so much fucking ass with it. Oh, that's so that, good. So it's like between the two of us, like this movie is like a silly comedy, but – But it's um, also
1: a life raft. <laughs> right? It's the fucking life oh preserver that says God. Love Boat on it. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. And it was, was not the greatest time to try to do something like this, but it, 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 it's the best thing. I'm in love with it. I'm in love with it. And it
1: it's, do you have it's a production sort of a, company? No, I don't. It should, be, it should be Life Raft Productions.
0: Life Raft Productions. Maybe that's a good idea because I always – I always think about what my
1: production company would be. and But I, if it was the love boat, like the circular, yeah. the life preserver with your picture in the front, or like yeah. with someone's picture in it, like, yeah. That might be – that's true. But like yeah. – so
0: um, we've got more work to do on it and all that stuff. He used two original song, – two songs, like he used The Carpenters Close to You at one point, which we could never get in a million years, or right. we can't even get a sound like whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, I just melted when I saw it. I think it's going to be a winner, and I think – that it's funny but it's got a punch it's got um heart i think it's gonna i think people are gonna like it but i but i was like oh you know because last night i had one of those nights where do i take a xanax or what if i take a valium and what is that gonna make you know like i was like standing i had one of those nights so to go today and edit and go and look at it and go yes this is gonna work is a great thing that is a really great thing it is So
1: well, we're gonna end on a high note. I know, excellent.
0: Yeah, for so I'm very excited about uh, the movie and terrified about everything else. Jesus, no, it's a that's a dark moment. High note. Oh my god, yeah, but that's a fucking tooth. So there's that. What are you gonna do? We
1: want to thank our sponsor, Dr. Kiss. It is the greatest lip balm. in the universe. It's true on any planet, not just on this Earth. It is really fantastic, and also the first five people. That email to Tony com and make a reservation for uh, Tony Tripoli, I Shit My Pants, which is Sundays, March 14th, 21st, and 28th at 7 p.m. at the Fate Gallery. If you go to Tony com, email for tickets there, and say you're a podcast listener, the first five people to do that will have a Dr. Kiss waiting for them at the door. Isn't That's that amazing? Nice? I know. Yeah. So um, you can always email me directly at com. You can find me on Facebook. Dennis is available at DennisHensley.com. And, and on Facebook. And on Facebook as well. Yes. Uh, and you're also writing for that website, queer which is dot com. I'm doing some
0: RuPaul wrap-ups there.
1: Yeah. RuPaul's Never been fun. pretty fun. This was a good episode this I week.
0: think it's a good show. Every It packs everything in there. It's like the game Cranium where one second you're playing Pictionary, <laughs> and then next, like, they'll go from, like – bitch, you you stole my weave tip. My dad didn't understand me. And yeah. like, whoo, now we're like, it's a little emotional. I want spotlight. to
1: get gay married. <laughs> Hit me like a ray of sun. Right, they are like, uh, all over the map. They're and are the most girls, serious conversation of their lives. And the one drag queen is singing Halo. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious I couldn't tell me. what song
0: it was. It was Halo. Halo. I thought she sounded like the dying dolphins in the Cove documentary <laughs> in Japan. <laughs> um, I also love how that, those girls have to do everything. They have to design their costumes. They have to sew them. It's they have to model them. Now, live sing. oh, you're doing improv comedy. Oh, gymnastics? How yeah. are you on a pole? Now, this week, we're going to yeah. have you perform a tracheotomy in yeah. Lucite heels with fish in them. And if the fish or the patient dies, you're out. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sachet <Sashay> away. <laughs> it's like crazy what they demand. So that, shows, that show packs a lot
1: of show. Oh, by the way, Corey Haim is dead. A duck, see? Well, I wanted to end on a high note. On a high That's note. it for the comedy couch. Uh, we will see. What a see, bummer. We will, we will look forward to uh, having you hear us yes. next time. And thank
0: you for putting up with all the uh, darker stuff and the lighter stuff. Send
1: us an email at thecomedycouch at gmail.com. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.